Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 17, When I Don't Know, I Serve. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Awareness Offerings podcast. That's exciting. As always, if you want to support the show, the best ways you can do so are by rating and leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. This helps more people find the show. And if you feel called to share about it, whether it's on social media or by word of mouth, I'm always grateful for that. But as I have taken to saying at the beginning of every episode lately, my deepest gratitude stems from the fact that I get to share my perspective on yoga philosophy and the tools of meditation um, that have supported me for many years and have them be received. So thank you. And we will begin this episode as we begin all or most episodes with our opening ritual of singing the sound of Om one time. And Om means consciousness. It is a sacred sound that represents the fundamental essence, the vibration of consciousness. So when we sing it, we're asking for more of it, more consciousness. As always, you can join me by singing it out loud or just listening. Both are forms of practice. And if you're coming along, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable position. If it is safe and supportive for you to do so right now, feel free to close your eyes or gaze down the tip of your nose or gaze at the floor. If you can and if you want to, just softening your gaze so that right now it's a little more about the internal than the external. I'll invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose if you can, nostril breathe today. Exhaling through your nose, just using your breath to clear the path for consciousness. And then we'll inhale for one sound of OM together. Thank you for joining me in that opening practice. And now we will go into our discussion for the week. And I'll start this discussion by telling you that I did not know what I wanted to talk about on the podcast this week. Typically, I do. All, if not most, of the episodes I have recorded, which were at 17, which is wild and amazing to me, but I have had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. Whether I had an interview set up or there was something going on in my life, in my inner world that felt really um, pertinent and felt like it could help other people if I shared it, or if there's something going on societally or culturally um, that felt like an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves, about yoga philosophy, the spiritual path, uh, by talking about it. But there's usually been something um, that has inspired me and uh, set the stage for me to then share on the podcast. But this week... 
that was not the case. And there are absolutely things happening <laughs> societally. Um, I, I touched on kind of a big cultural um, and collective thing happening last week. And there are certainly things happening in my own internal landscape. I am still working with things and moving through things. Um, and I could talk about that also. But as I thought about doing that, you know, I woke up this morning thinking about recording this episode and I thought about sharing more about what I'm going through internally, which I certainly will do. <laughs> I will continue to do that on the podcast. But I also felt really aware that I don't want this podcast to just be a place where I publicly work out my own stuff, right? I don't want it to become about me entirely. Of course, it's about me. I am the container through which this podcast moves through and everything I share and talk about on this podcast is going to be um, kind of colored by the lens of my own experience. And my personal experience is going to help me share. It helps me learn. And in a lot of ways, I'm learning out loud. Um, so, you know, that is going to happen. But I'm also really aware that I don't want this to just be a public space for me to like to bitch honestly for me just to like have it be because it's just me right it's just me speaking into a microphone there's no one talking back um i i know that there are there is someone on the other end listening but i don't have to like wait for them to speak i don't have to be mindful of what they have to say it's just a space for me to talk and i'm really aware that it's it would be easy to start leaning on this space um as one to just uh you know unpack my own stuff and and a space to just bitch and talk about my life and process my stuff out loud, knowing that people on the other end are going to listen, but I don't have to listen to them, <laughs> right? Which, of course, I, you on the other end, um, I, I feel you and I care deeply for you and I want to hear what you have to say. Um, but I'm just aware that it would be easy. It would be really easy to just make this um, like silent therapy in that I'm just talking about my own stuff constantly, um, knowing that someone's on the other end listening, but I don't have to think about what they would say back in the moment. And I really don't want it to be that. I don't want this podcast to just be about me, even though it's coming through me. Um, and so I made the conscious decision not to talk more about my own internal landscape today. Uh, and as I was thinking about that this morning, the words that kept coming to my mind were, excuse me, I want to serve. I want to serve. I was, you know, thinking about what am I going to talk about this week? What in the world around me is inspiring me to um learn more about myself, the world, yoga philosophy, and share that. What am I going through that's inspiring me? Um, what are other people sharing that's inspiring me? As I was thinking about it and, and just kind of coming up blank um, as far as what I was actually going to talk about, uh, the words that kept coming to my mind were just, I want to serve. I want to serve. And I even took suggestions for this week's podcast. I posted uh, to my Instagram and Facebook stories uh, the the question box where people can type in um, responses. And I asked if anyone had anything they wanted to hear about or meditate on. And to be fully honest, I, I nobody had any requests. Um, and so there was this collective energy of, okay, I don't know, you don't know. But as I kept thinking about how I didn't know what I was going to talk about, the words that kept coming up were, I want to serve, I want to serve. 
I just, I want to help. I want to, um, take care of people in some way through this podcast in general and this specific podcast episode. And as those words kept coming to mind, I want to serve, I want to serve. I remembered a certain quote, uh, a certain um, passage from a book, from a sacred text that has always really struck me and landed very deeply and impactfully in my heart. And the text I'm referring to, it's called the Ramayana. The Ramayana, it's a Hindu epic. um, And it is uh, one of the sacred, major sacred texts in Hinduism. And the reason that I am deeply connected to Hindu texts is because Hinduism is deeply connected to yoga, which is my path and my practice and my work. Um, yoga and Hinduism come from the same region, India and South Asia. They grew up alongside one another. Um, and the philosophies and symbolism and teachings of Hinduism deeply influence the path and practice of yoga. Um, and so one of the major Hindu texts is the Ramayana, which details the life of Rama, who is one of the major deities in the pantheon of Hinduism. And I've said this before, but anytime I talk about deities, the way I understand it is that I'm talking about energy. I'm talking about an essence. Um, The different deities in Hinduism are stories and symbols and archetypes that were created to help the human mind wrap itself around sacred energy because sacred energy is so big and so vast that uh, it's not easy to just wrap our minds around it. So we have to have these little bite-sized stories and, and symbols to help us understand. And the deities are symbols and stories uh, and energies <laughs> Uh, designed to help us understand the sacred more. And so uh, Rama is one of the major deities in Hinduism. And he really represents um, sort of the all-encompassing essence of God or the divine or the universe or the sacred, whatever name you use for it, because my path of yoga, what I, the yoga I've been taught and study is an interfaith path, meaning that all names and ways to God and to the sacred are honored and good. And so I honor whatever you call it. But uh, Rama really represents kind of the big Um, essence of God. The name Ram uh, in Hinduism is said to be the name of God. And uh, Neem Karoli Baba, who is an Indian saint, uh, and he is uh, really important in my yoga lineage. Uh, Yoga is lineage-based, meaning that it is passed down from teacher to student. Um, So I have a teacher, and my teacher had a teacher, and then my teacher's teacher had a teacher. <laughs> and Neem Karoli Baba, this Indian saint, is my teacher's teacher's teacher. So he's kind of my grandfather in terms, or great-grandfather, really, in terms of yoga lineage. Um, and he has this really famous quote where he said, in essence, I'm paraphrasing, by taking the name of Ram, by, by taking or by saying or using the name of Ram, everything can be accomplished. So the name of Ram is said to be this really sacred um, mantra, the sacred sound that supports us and holds us in all these different ways. So Ram is a, a Ram and Rama, same, same, talk about the same thing when I say Ram and Rama, um, is said to be just this all-encompassing divine essence of God. And so the Ramayana, this Hindu epic that I'm referencing, uh, details the life of Rama. And Ram, Rama, is 
many things. And one of the things he is, is a teacher or guru or beloved to Hanuman. Hanuman is another deity, another form of the sacred, uh, who represents the energies of service, devotion, humility, and gratitude. And one of the reasons Hanuman represents devotion is because he is so singularly open-heartedly just all in devoted to Rama. He loves Rama. Rama is his teacher, his guru, his form of the sacred. Uh, He loves Rama. And there is this conversation between Ram and Hanuman that is detailed in this Hindu epic, the Ramayana. Um, and it's this conversation is where the quote that I referenced comes from. So I, all of this is going to tie together. I want to share this quote with you because it came to my mind this morning. But it comes from a conversation. When I give you some context, it comes from a conversation between Rama and Hanuman in the Ramayana. And essentially, Ram asks Hanuman, what are you? Are you a man or a monkey? Um, because Hanuman is depicted as a, a man with a monkey's head. Uh, he is, um, well, he, he's basically, he's a monkey man. <laughs> that's, that's how he is. Uh, that's how, that's what his symbolism is, is Hanuman is a monkey man. Um, which is one way that he represents humility because um, he's supposed to be God, right? He's supposed to be one form of the sacred, but he comes to earth and takes the form of a monkey, uh, which um, in according to yoga philosophy, is one of the more humble forms to take. Um, So he decided to be a monkey to teach the world about humility. If God can be a monkey, um, God can be anything, right? Um, So Ram and Hanuman, these two deities, one who loves the other so very much, they're having this conversation and Ram says to Hanuman, what are you? Are you a monkey or a man? And Hanuman responds, when I do not know who I am, I serve you. And when I do know who I am, I am you. When I do not know who I am, I serve you. And when I do know who I am, I am you. And this is the the teaching, the quote, the sacred drop of wisdom that came into my mind as I laid in bed this morning and thought about this podcast and thought, I don't know what I want to talk about. I am not feeling particularly called toward any collective issue or, or, um, occurrence to talk about. I am intentionally not wanting to talk so much about my own stuff, my own inner process, because I don't want this to be about me. Um, I didn't receive any suggestions from others and I want to serve. All I know is I want to serve. All I know is I want to serve. And as I was thinking about that, I remembered Hanuman, who I love. I, um, I am an interfaith yoga practitioner and I love so many of the different forms of the sacred, so many of the different um, archetypes and symbols that represent sacred energy. Hanuman is one of my, I don't want to say favorites, but he touches my heart in a really deep and real way. Um, He opens my heart in a way that is tender and sweet and almost goofy how much I love Hanuman. Um, And so I remembered Hanuman saying, when I do not know who I am, I serve you. And when I do know who I am, I am you. 
And it's so interesting that that would be the inspiration that comes to mind for a couple of reasons. One, just because I've been feeling Hanuman around lately. Um, I've been hearing a lot of music and, and reading a lot of different things in books that have just reminded me of Hanuman. He's been present in my experience lately. And this idea of I don't know. <laughs> I don't know has also been very present in my experience lately. Both for myself, because of course I went into this this day not knowing what I wanted to talk about on this podcast. But also um, for the people around me. I've spoken before about um, kind of some of the themes that come up with my counseling clients. I am a social worker in training and I offer counseling services and I don't know has come up for my counseling clients also. Um, just this idea of kind of not feeling great, right? We're living in a difficult time and we each have our own internal um, individual things to go through that aren't always easy. And so it's it's... It makes sense to not feel amazing and to be having sort of a difficult time moving through life right now. And um, my clients have been feeling that and the sentiment has been pretty largely, I don't know, right? I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I want to handle this. I don't know what I need. I just don't know. And so I don't know <laughs> now that I actually look at it as a as a state of being and as a teaching um, is actually pretty powerful because I'm in it. Um, the people that I sit with are in it. Um, and it's striking me as a place to remember when I don't know who I am, I serve you. And when I do know who I am, I am you. And that has and can be translated and interpreted and received in many different ways, but I'm just going to sit with it as I receive it from where I'm sitting right now. So the first part of the sentence, when I don't know who I am, I serve you. And to me, that's pretty straightforward, right? If I take, if I look at it in the context of me not knowing what to talk about on the podcast, but still having this deep and pervasive desire to serve, it's just that. It's when you don't know, just help, just serve, just take care, right? And, and service can be just opening your heart to what's in front of you and who's in front of you and offering what you have um, for the benefit and well-being of yourself and others. So when the feeling is, I don't know, the teaching is open your heart and help. <laughs> open your heart and give. And then the second part of the sentence, when I do know who I am, I am you. When we kind of let go, and this is, again, this is just my interpretation of what the second half of this quote, this sentence means. Um, when we let go of the idea of I don't know, of the need to know, of the need to have the answer, and when we let go of the noise and the chaos and the tension we come back to the essence of, of our existence. We come back to the heart of who we really are. Um, and this teaching is that when we, when we open our hearts, when we remember who we are, who we are is the sacred. Who we are is Rama. Who we are is our beloveds, our teachers, our guides, our gods and goddesses, the universe itself. 
When we don't know, we open our hearts and give. And when we open our hearts and give, it's easier to remember the sacred essence at the heart of who we are. So that's where I'm at today is just sitting in the potent, the potency of the idea of I don't know as an invitation to serve and then to remember the sacred within us. Um, And I'm still sitting in that intention of just serving. And I want to serve through this podcast. And one of the tools I have to serve with is sharing uh, the practices of yoga and meditation. And so now is the time in the Awareness Offerings podcast where I will invite us into practice, into meditation practice. And it is a devoted offering from my heart to yours. And my hope is that you feel held in this practice. And if you are doing something else, driving or cleaning, and you don't have the time and space to sit in meditation, this might be a good moment to pause and then you can come back when you do have the time and space. If you are in a position to sit and meditate, I will invite you once again to get your body in a comfortable position and to come to a comfortable seat. And as I often say, a comfortable seat is any seat as long as you can lengthen your spine. So you can sit on the floor with your legs crossed, kind of the classical meditative position. You don't have to. You can also, and if you're going to sit on the floor, I will highly encourage you to to sit on something. Pillow, blanket, cushion, towel, so your hips are higher than your knees. You can also put blocks or pillows under your knees for padding. You can sit with your back against the wall for support. And you don't even have to cross your legs. You can extend your legs. You can bend one or both knees and put your feet on the floor. You can sit on your heels. You also don't have to sit on the floor. You can sit in a chair or on your bed. As long as your spine is long and upright. Upright so that you stay awake if you are in a space to be awake. Um, And long so that this central channel of your body, your spine, can facilitate just um, connection and openness throughout your body, throughout your nervous system, because that's what the spine does. So just finding your comfortable seat. As you do so, feel free to close your eyes, gaze down the tip of your nose, or gaze softly at the floor. Again, doing whatever you can do and what feels good to soften your gaze so that you prioritize the internal a little more than the external, just for these few moments, just as as a way of arriving in presence, inviting yourself into presence. You might also start to listen to your own breath as an invitation into presence. The breath is only happening in the present moment. And as you listen to it, you connect a little more deeply with the present moment. You might just listen and witness as your inhales come in through your nose and exhales move out through your nose, if nostril breathing is possible for you today. If you heard the air bubble that just came up as I was giving that cue, there it is, (laughs) present moment experience. And it might be similar for you. You might notice different things coming up, physical sensations in your body. Thoughts in your mind, the energy that you're sitting with right now. All pieces of your present moment experience. But if you can hold them in the container of your breath, maybe you have a little more space just to listen and witness, just like you listen and witness your breath. 
Nothing that's coming up right now from your breath to your thoughts has to be judged or changed. Everything is here to be watched like you would watch the sky or the ocean. And as we go into this practice, first, I'm going to offer the intention of getting us really connected to our hearts. And then we're going to work with a breath practice that is kind of designed around that intention of service, of keeping the heart open and connected and available to help, even when we don't know exactly what's going on, even when it's a lot. But first, we're just going to go into the heart. And this particular guidance, this guided meditation, it involves visualization. If that is not a supportive practice for you, I'll invite you just to bring your awareness to the center of your chest, a few inches over from your your physical heart to the place where your sternum is and even backward to the space between your shoulder blades. This is the space of your spiritual heart and you can just use breath and physical awareness to notice this space and start to land in your heart. And even if you are joining me in the visualization process of this meditation, I'll still invite you to start there by just landing your awareness in the center of your chest. Right between your, from from the front of your heart, right at your sternum, all the way to the space between your shoulder blades. Just imagining positioning your focus, your breath, right between there. And then as a, a way of entering the heart, I'll invite you to imagine walking down a pathway. one that is familiar and comforting to you, probably one that is in nature, in the woods, if that is a sweet and open and supportive place for you. And first you just walk. You feel the soft give of the earth underneath your feet on this pathway. You see the colors around you, the brown of the earth in front of you, the path laid out ahead of you, the green of the leaves, the foliage of each tree that surrounds you in this wooded path. Maybe you smell the dense clarity of earth. Maybe you feel the light wind of air moving past you on your skin as you walk down this path. Maybe you hear forest sounds like insects, birds. And you continue to walk forward. And eventually you come to a place that looks like an entrance. Maybe it's a uh, you know, a rock face with vines over it. 
Maybe it's a pond, but it's somewhere that looks distinct, like an entry point. Maybe you pull the vines aside and you roll back a rock and it opens into kind of a cave. Or maybe you walk around the pond and move between a couple of trees and then again it opens up into this cave-like place. However you get there, you go in. You go into this cave. And here, all the while, your awareness is on your breath and at the center of your chest. And this cave that you are entering is the cave of the heart. The lush and open space of your inner heart. And so you begin to walk down the, pa- the, the entryway, the passageway of this cave. And you notice, you look around and you see what it looks like. This is the inside of your heart. Perhaps it's lined with candles, rugs, maybe there's music playing, but you keep walking down the passageway. The air is cool. The energy is neutral and clear and open and supportive. And eventually the the passageway opens up into the full of opening of the cave and you've arrived in the deepest part of your heart a place for you to be held a place that's so deep inside that the pain of the world cannot touch it and so you look around and you see what does the deepest part of your inner heart look like Maybe there are stalagmites, stalactites, a pond inside this heart cave. Maybe there are sheepskin rugs and cushions for you to sit on. Maybe there's an altar. Maybe there are plants. Maybe there are people, spirits there with you. Maybe you walk to sit at the altar inside the cave of your heart and it is beautiful resplendent and you notice what sits there what is on the altar inside your heart what pictures sit there what what statues what deities what forms of the sacred what nature elements crystals branches feathers are on the altar of your heart you know And so you see it and you take it in and you sit down at this altar and you allow yourself to get still deep within the cave of your inner heart. The herdiakash, the essence of your heart that again is so deep that the pain of the world can't touch it. You sit down at this altar and you get still and it's a stillness that comes over you and is deeper than any you felt in a long time cellular level stillness as you sit held and clear and open inside your own heart there's nothing you need to know nothing you need to do you're here awareness still on your breath and at the center of your chest taking a few moments just to sit here deep within the cave of your inner heart
And from the space of the inner heart, we'll move into a breath practice that is designed to connect our inner heart to the capital H heart, the heart of all that exists so that we can stay open enough to open our hearts to what's in front of us, but not be so affected by the world around us that it keeps us from being able to serve and help and move through our own lives. It's called a Chittakash breath. The Chittakash means sky of consciousness, and it refers to the space right above our heads. Some call it the sky of the heart. It is the heart of the universe, the heart of the sacred. And this practice connects our inner heart to that heart of the sacred. So that again, we can stay open. We can stay in the essence of love without being overwhelmed by what's happening in front of us. So that we can help. So inhale and like a horizontal line, imagine your breath coming straight in through the center of your chest, through that heart space. As you exhale, send the breath up your spine and straight out the crown of your head into the Chittakash sky of the heart. And that's the breath. Inhale horizontal in through the center of your chest. Send it up and out the crown of your head as you exhale. In through the center of your chest. Up and out the crown of your head as you exhale. Draw your breath, your awareness in through the center of your chest as you inhale. Send it up and out through the crown of your head as you exhale. And continue that pattern. It's like an L shape coming in through the heart. Out through the crown of the head. You might use sensation or visualization to feel this tangible movement. It's not just an idea. It's happening. Your breath is coming in through your heart. Out through the crown of your head. It's like you're taking whatever you found in the center of your chest, in your heart, and offering it up to that sky of consciousness. Just asking to be open and present and connected. Let's do five more rounds. Three more. Two. Last time, in through the heart. Up and out through the crown of your head. And then breathe back into your heart. And stay there as you exhale, just recentering in that space of being held in your own heart. And then you can take a deep breath in through your nose. 
and sigh to ground yourself. Two more like that. Last round. And then continue, or returning to just a natural pace of breath. You can blink your eyes open. You can start to move around, just coming back from the formal meditation space but perhaps still holding everything that you felt, experienced, learned in that formal meditation space, even as it ends. The connection to the sky of consciousness, to your ability to be open, even when you don't know and even when the world is difficult, doesn't just go away. So thank you for practicing so that you can take more of that openness into your life because your life matters and into the world that we live in. That also very much matters. Shri Rama 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 Rama. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.